Nouvelle Vague could be better defined. It's Flicks and That with Steve Newell. Quick question for you, Steve, before we get into this. Do we have any big holiday season blockbusters coming our way? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe um, maybe not uh, solely for grown-ups yes. or, you know, solely for older audiences, but Wonka's probably the next thing off the production line. Okay. Timothy Chalamet and as, oh, as Willy Wonka. Chalamet. Willy Wonka uh, origin story directed by... Paul King, the chap who directed the Paddington films. There was a conversation in the office yesterday about how dark that... I mean, both the Depp and the Gene Wilder one is, but the Gene Wilder one, uh, the the BFM office was in general consensus that that is pretty dark. Ooh, but I love it. I yeah. reckon it's good. Well, isn't that, isn't that the beauty of Roald Dahl? That, yeah. um, uh, well, it's also probably the reason he's a bit of an asshole as well. But uh, that that dark streak is, is what makes his work so appealing to kids and... I don't know. Uh, our we had an early review on flicks of Wonka. Uh, it released a bit earlier in the UK, and our reviewer there, Rory uh, Doherty, um, noted that um, it's kind of a bit. It's not very interesting. It doesn't. It misses the mark of the character because what makes Willy Wonka interesting was he was a, he was not a guy that loves chocolate. He's a guy that was in love with chocolate mm. and then fell out of love with it. Mm. His bitterness is what makes him interesting. Not yes. not his I'm into chocolate story. Mm. Uh, and also noted that. Um, you know, his, he genuinely hates children. Yeah. Um, both well, his, let's do away with them if he pleases. Yeah, they kind of represent everything he's, everything he's lost. So, you know, that, that, that's the kind of heavy thematic stuff that you see in yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I dare say that Wonka will, will not explore similar territory. Mm-hmm. Chocolate's just real cool. Yes. Now, okay, Steve, what else? What oh, else? you know what else is real cool? And it's a blockbuster. And if you're into blockbusters, you should see this. Godzilla minus one. <gasps> is it, it's out. Yeah, it's okay, out. I need to it's go out. and see it. Is it just I, um, like Academy, I'm, or where I'm, can I go? I'm fresh from uh, Albany Mega Center, and Mega Center, Albany Mall, Albany Mall. Uh, fresh from the cinema at Albany, and uh, honed up there to see um, Godzilla, so I could talk about it today. Mm-hmm. And I had a bloody good time. Yes, this is a superb. Uh, this is the Japanese version of Godzilla, absolutely, right? Absolutely, yes! absolutely. Um, it's the uh, 37th film in the franchise. Okay. Uh, Godzilla Minus One, um, I guess kind of setting itself up, I guess, is like uh, not not quite prequel, it's not quite remake, it's not quite requel, it's just a story set in immediate post-war Japan of the emergence of Godzilla. Mm. And uh, it's grappling with some really interesting thematic stuff. Its vision of post-war Japan is, is kind of bleak and brutal as you'd anticipate it's very uh, grounded and human um centered around a kamikaze pilot who has feigned he feigned some damage to his aircraft so he couldn't kamikaze in 1945 <gasps> after the war had already been lost it was pretty evident what was going on but mm. uh, the japanese um powers that be still kept throwing uh airmen to their deaths mm-hmm. um here's an account with godzilla uh, several years later godzilla makes landfall in Japan, mm-hmm. and the devastation is really brutal. The devastation just coming just a few years after the end of World War Two is, uh, you know, while it's kind of spectacular to watch, it's also really nightmarish for the people that are involved in it. This is a Godzilla film, very much told from the human perspective. Mm. Godzilla towers over you on screen. Um, he's enormous. He's powerful. He's terrifying. Oh my I god, really, this is a great review, Steve. Really I'm, up, I'm all really, over really this. Oh, um, yes. Gareth Edwards, who um, had a film called The Creator out this year, who directed the 2014 Godzilla film 
um, said it might be the best one, the oh, one wow. that's out now. So Godzilla minus one. Okay, so um, it's getting a, a decent run in the cinema. Yeah, it's here? in a bunch of multiplexes. Um, okay, it's been out for a couple of weeks. Um, I I should have gone to see it faster, but there's been kind of steadily growing chatter in Auckland about how good this movie is. Okay, and I'm so maybe very like happy to be adding to it today. Uh, maybe have a long lunch one day next week and just go down the road there. Yeah, well, I sort of snuck in. I thought it was a 12.50 screen. I don't think anyone in the BFM office will be listening right now, but oh, if yeah, they so won't notice. I went to a 12.50 screen. <laughs> and I, and I, yeah, look, it could have just been a lunch and a long meeting, John. Client meeting. Client meeting. Me and Godzilla yeah. catching up, dog. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, really strong recommendation. Um, and coming as as uh, film folks start to reflect on the best things of the year, this has kind of uh, wiped all sort of Hollywood spectacle blockbuster stuff off the table for me. Mm. Um, it's just a really, yes. really strong film. Um, you don't have to be a Godzilla fan. You don't have to be um, a kind of... A, big $200 million special effects person to like this. Mm. It's a really good story. Um, and some cool monster shit. So okay, there you go. There we go. Um, we love Godzilla. Godzilla approved. Beautiful. Stamp. The Bigfoot stamps. Um, also some news, uh, sort of partial news, this one. Um, there's been a lot of talk also about the TV show The Curse in the past few weeks. This is uh, the new show by Nathan Fielder and uh, Benny Safdie. Um, two guys teaming up who kind of in their own ways love making co- quite uncomfortable viewing. Um, Nathan Fielder um, shows the rehearsal. Nathan for you. What? Okay. Benny Safdie, director of, uh, co-director of Uncut Gems, Good Time. Um, and uh, in this uh, show that they premiered in the US about a month ago, um, Fielder and Emma Stone are the leads in the show. They're mm-hmm. playing a couple who are, are trying to make a reality house flipping show. Mm-hmm. Um Safety plays a reality show producer uh, modelled on uh, so the, the kind of real deal guys that do that for a living. Yeah. Covered in rings, bad t-shirts, other jewellery. Uh, and um, it's just extremely bleak. Is it comedy? Is it horror? Is it somewhere in between? I mean, it doesn't have ghosts Does it and star ghouls, Fielder? But Does it star Fielder? Yeah, yeah, and Fielder, it's his first dramatic role, and he really, really works. Um mm. As Safety has sort of explained, he couldn't have done the shows he did before without being able to be an actor. And yes. uh, there's a lot of stuff in here that's around people uh, successfully or unsuccessfully kind of wearing masks in yep. their encounters with others. And so I think kind of part of why Fielder's so good in this is that he doesn't actually necessarily ring true a lot of the time. <laughs> It kind of makes the character work better. Also, he's got this ability to rev things up to 100% that we haven't seen before. I don't think we've ever really seen him flip out in anything he does. Can I, can I and just... And dude's kind of scary. I reckon that feel that um, the rehearsal is probably the best bit of TV. If I was just... I wouldn't have gone... My mind naturally wouldn't have gone to it, but now that we're talking about Nathan Fielder, I would say the rehearsal is like the best series I've seen in the last couple of years. So good. Yeah, such a great idea, and um, I think you'll uh, you'll have some painfully enjoyable viewing oh, with yes. the curse as well. It's a show you definitely want to talk about with your mates. The problem has been though that it hasn't been available here. So okay, you know you you needed to have uh, a VPN, a cousin in the or the cousin in the US that mm-hmm. sends you a tape mm-hmm. of the show, or or you know how how a DVD how, in the how mail. How the people have ac- managed to access this? Yeah. Um, Google Drive, whatever. Um, but uh, Neon have announced yesterday that they have the show. Oh, um, there's great. some timing coming. Hopefully it'll arrive this side of Christmas. Mm. Um, be a great thing to um, 
make your family watch over the Christmas holidays and have them real <laughs> angry at you for making them feel weird. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of its style, it's kind of halfway towards field of shows where a lot of the time there's kind of a surveillance aspect to the mm. way it's shot. Like it's mm. kind of shot weirdly framed a lot of it and a bit like the scenarios that you've seen in the rehearsal or, mm-hmm. or Nathan for you where... Because uh, you had like tight camera pull. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's definitely uh, got some unconventional and off-putting things going on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, keep your eyes open for that. Um, hopefully we'll hear from Neon in the next couple of days about when that will kick off. Okay. Um, I mean, if there's a, yeah, if they can help everyone catch up before this whole thing, the whole, whole season wraps up, yes, that'd be great. We can go on the internet again. Okay, fantastic. Two st- very strong recommendations there, Steve. Was there anything else? That's it for today. Um, okay. But I'll uh, be I'll be back next week, and we'll um, throw a whole bunch of recommendations around for other stuff to watch over the holidays. I'm pretty sure Vince just said I could go and see Godzilla for lunch one day as well. I'm pretty sure I heard that through yeah. the through the headphones. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. We have to play Godzilla now. Bye. The one and only Fu Manchu. Oh, naturally. Real auteurs use star wipes. That was Flicks and That on 95BFM.